You're listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the program. Hey, welcome back to FETC 2019. It's a beautiful day outside, and we have a very nice person in the seat in front of us, and she's going to tell us who she is, where she's from, and what she does. Well, hey, guys, it's great to be here. My name's Tara. I am known as the Connection Coach, and I am from Nashville, Tennessee, where they are seizing up like a goat right now because it is so cold. I know. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So I am glad to be here. Yeah. I was going to say, and unfortunately, someone had to come to Orlando. Someone had to, and I I actually grew up right down the road in Dade City, so it's nice to be back near my stomping ground. Oh, Oh, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is it snowing in Nashville? I didn't hear if it It, was or not. I don't think that it hasn't yet. Yeah, but it's going to bottom out in the teens, I think, tonight and the next night. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) So um, uh, tell us what brings you to FETC. Well, I was asked to speak on a panel today dealing with uh, professional development for educators. Okay. So I was just thrilled that my schedule worked and um, be able to be with a lot of people that know a lot about tech and uh, PD. And that's there's part of that that's my lane, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah. So in that professional development, um, what do you bring to the table? What is it? I work primarily in the social-emotional realm, mm-hmm. uh, work a lot with the culture and climate of the learning environment, what it feels like in the school setting mm-hmm. and how that impacts. I do a lot of neuroscience training, try to help get teachers up to speed on what we now know that we didn't know even 10 years ago. Right. And so that all ties into the tech world in a lot of really interesting ways. Yeah, we're seeing more. We just interviewed someone, just a few guests before you, that uh, with uh, Social Express, and they, you know, that's what they're making software now to, to help with those cyberbullying, uh, with things along that line, and, and especially with uh, um, social and emotional issues that students, you know, sometimes we notice them in a classroom, and sometimes we have no idea it's going on. And so that's where you come in to help us see those key factors. Yes, and a lot of times it's not really thought of in the terms of what environment is the child stepping into and how is that going to impact how they are able to process information. Mm -hmm. And so with us having so much cutting-edge technology now and so many cool ways that we can bring content to the kids, making sure that they're emotionally safe is one of the key elements to how well they'll be able to assimilate a new piece of technology or a new way to get the information. And conversely, it's the same way with the teachers. There are a lot of teachers with fixed mindsets when it comes to the ability to bring in new information and new technology and new ways to present information. And so it really is on the instructional coaches and the principals to be able to be aware of, number one, is the environment safe for learning? And do I have teachers that I need to maybe help more with their mindset and and the fear that often comes with that? So when you're working with teachers and and, and helping them understand those uh, emotional, making sure that the students are emotionally safe, what are maybe one or two things that you talk with them about that they can either look for or do or or recognize? Wait, this student's not quite where you think that student might be. Great question. I say all the time, you can't read a book and run from a line at the same time. <laughs> That's great. And yeah. a lot of the schools that I work with are, with are Title I schools. And so they are constantly running from lions outside of the school building. Yeah. And unfortunately, in some schools, there's lions in the building. Mm-hmm. It might be the bullying. It might be some adults in the building. And so we really focus, when I go in and I do consulting or working with schools and faculties, it really is having the mindset of being intentional with 
How am I doing with my individual interactions with kids? How am I showing up with my body language, with my intonation, with my all those things that for a child, especially under-resourced kids, they're hyper-vigilant with. And so a teacher, when they, when they spend time investing in adding more emotional deposits to kids' bank accounts, when they work on having a family feel in the classroom, all of that ties into, number one, the engagement level and motivation and a willingness for a child to risk, but also allows for the cortisol level to come down which until that comes down, they're still running from the lions. Mm. So all of the things that we can do just on the human to human side of it plays a humongous impact. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, we ran into my sister adopted three children years ago. They are now you know, grown up teens uh, and they came from a very abusive uh, situation. And um, we we found out later. And when I first met them, this is Uncle Jeff. Uh, the tension in the room, you could cut it with a knife. Well, they're one of their uh, adults in their life mm-hmm. who abused them had the name Jeff. Yes. And it took us, you know, and those are those things that you don't realize. So that relationship with me and, and those, those children, it took a little time, you know, and it, and it took a little time to be, and luckily uh, at that time, my sister knew someone like you and could find out the information. And that was, that was 15 years ago mm-hmm. now. And, and that was still hard to find. And yes. it was still hard to find a way to treat that. Yes. That we could put something to it. And it's now nice to know that we have instant information with technology mm-hmm. to help us decipher the problem and get to an answer. Yes. And, and the, the focus that we have now on, on ACEs and trauma-informed care and all of that is leading to a more holistic approach on how we educate kids. Mm-hmm. And so we have more educators and more administrators and more leadership teams that are putting more of a premium and a focus on making sure that we are addressing the entire child, not just the academic, mm-hmm. you know, putting kids before content making sure that that child is in a place of being able to feel able to and wanting to and motivated to engage in risk because learning's a risk. Yeah, yeah. So the social side of it, let's talk about not just the emotional side, but the way we're having to deal with certain social issues that, that has nothing to do with tech in the classroom, but we can use tech to address those social issues. Um, where do you see that going? How do you see that changing with tech? You know, like what can it provide and, and what can it bring to a classroom teacher more resources possibly? Well, when we're talking about the social side, I know that social media is playing a humongous role. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really great things that you can do with social media, but the other side of it is a constant struggle. Yeah. I was just at one of my former athletes' house visiting with her, and her son is 15. Uh-huh. And we were asking them about the phone situation in okay. classes, and he said, they don't care. And I said, so you can just have it out, and it doesn't matter. And he's like, yep. And so there is that social side of having a child be so attached to their device mm-hmm. that that overrides everything. And what we now know with the dopamine factor, it is an addictive quality. And so we literally are seeing kids that are addicted to their devices and addicted to uh, video gaming. And when we grew up, there was no bullying once we went home because you just didn't pick up the phone. We all had landlines, so (laughs) it was no problem once you left school. But for kids now, it doesn't go away. Right, and we had the neighborhood kids, and we all knew the neighborhood kids. 
that's where the bully lives and you just veer away from that house and you <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's interesting that's really interesting so um any other sessions you're doing here anything that as you knew you were coming here you're looking forward to uh, sitting in on or finding out about well that i saw a couple sessions that i'd like to jump into with the cyberbullying just mm -hmm. because of I, I do speak some and, and do some, I touch on the social media side of it. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I've got a chance to put more tools in my toolbox, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and this is the place to find it because FETC has some wonderful tracks. They do. They really get the sessions down into a good track so you can find it pretty quickly. Yeah, and you know what I was, re I was really excited with because I work with a lot of uh, CTE programs is how technology is gonna be able to play in some of those arenas. Architecture, I just saw down in the exhibit hall, um, forensic science, some of the stuff that's available, forensic science, it was yeah. like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many ways as we move forward, as we get this introduced to educators and get them feeling like they can do this and they, and they can connect the dots with how it's gonna increase engagement and motivation, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, we talk about VR and AR a lot. Mm -hmm. and a lot of the programs that we're seeing for cyberbullying and social and emotional uh, training for the kids is that's what they put them in those scenarios. Exactly. And it helps them choose, uh, not a lot of the great ones, let them choose wrong. So you can see how it plays out. And then you can choose right and see how it plays out. And you can do all that in a safe space, mm -hmm. you know, right there virtually. So that's, it's gonna change, the, it's gonna change the way we teach and the way children learn, for sure. And, and socially, kids need that because mm -hmm. there is a tremendous lack of their ability to interact positively and socially with other kids because it is so tech-driven, uh, tweeting and all of that, the communication, they're losing a lot of the social side of how do my words impact you because I don't see how it impacts you because right. I never have a face-to-face -face conversation with yeah. you. And that right there, when you're talking about allowing a kids to be emerged in an environment that's safe through technology to, to navigate and see what is a wrong response to do as far as how it impacts someone, that is huge because they need that reinforcement. Yeah, they do need that reinforcement. Well, and, and on top of that, you know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of times, um, it's it's an instant thing, you know. I ha I have it, I have uh, I'm doing a program and and I pick the wrong answer and it's and it's an instant response, which is good. But I think it's also important, uh, and I don't even know if this exists. I'm just going to throw this out there. But I think it's I think it's very important to communicate the idea that sometimes the action you take is not immediate. The the results, the consequences are not immediate. So I may I may be. I may have said the wrong thing here or done the wrong thing here, and there's not an immediate feedback. Oh, nope, that was wrong, or or you know, immediately the bully pummels you. You know, it, it may be something that later down the road there are consequences that you did not foresee, and then come back and and, and work with the students to say, okay, you know, you you remember, you know, three steps ago you chose this path mm -hmm. to go down exactly. and these are the consequences and it wasn't right away it was something that took a little time before that festered or developed or whatever it is and so um i, I to me i think that's one of the key things that's a, a part of all of this emotional and, and social training and understanding and professional development you articulated that really well and there's there's a couple of things that jump out at me when you say that number one 
especially in, in a lot of my work is dealing with the neuroscience of the teen brain. Mm -hmm. The teen brain is not set up yet to be able to have the ability to connect very well actions and consequences and there is an immediacy to how they see their future. So getting a teenager to look beyond this weekend is very difficult. So what you're saying is awesome in that we're going to talk to them throughout this whatever we're working on tech-wise with the ripple effect of our decisions, but it's more getting them to look more long-term and see how our actions and consequences now can positively or negatively impact mm -hmm. a situation down the road. Right. That's huge for kids. Yeah. And then the other thing as far as just a kids being so immediate focused with how our technology and our world and they're irritated with the microwave taking too long. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really good what you said as far as several ways in which we can use this to help. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so thank uh, you. if folks want to reach out and get in touch with you, what's the best way they can contact you? Theconnectioncoach.org okay. is my website, and I'm on Twitter at Tara M. Brown. Okay. And, awesome. uh, yeah, I, I uh, have really enjoyed popping in. Appreciate the time, guys. Well, had thank a good time. you very much we for coming have, We've learned a lot, so that's the best part. We yeah. always learn something. All right. Thanks. You've been listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening.